Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite reality TV shows. Our views do not reflect the contestants outside of the show. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. My name is Steve, a.k.a. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neebs, a.k.a. Watch with Neebs, and I'm here with my co-host, Jazz, a.k.a. DJ Snips. DJ Snips. (laughs) (laughs) You lack conviction. (laughs) It was so nice seeing him again, and so, like, oh, I love this episode so much. Let's introduce our guest and get into it, man. All right, man, let's introduce our our guest, because this is a fun episode. Listen, the man, you have known him for a while now. He's half brown and has the high ground. Ruzzy. What's up, (laughs) y'all? I do. I have the high ground, Anakin. (laughs) Oh, man, I love that. I love that. On the best episode yet. And probably the best episode or best Star Wars anything since Rogue One. I can't wait to talk about it. This was immaculate, and I haven't felt this way since Andor, so it's 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 a good time to be a Star Wars fan. And uh, I want to introduce Lando's long-lost son, Adon. <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? Yes, I'm, I'm lost, but I, I shall be found by the end of this, yeah. just to, just like our friend Ahsoka, indeed. And, and those of you that are listening to this on podcast, that's what he has under his name. I'm not just being racist and, and just <laughs> naming him the one black guy from original Star Wars. Well, the only black guy in all, in all nine movies, man. I don't want to tell you. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, man, this is going to be a fun one to go into, man. I, I'm a big fan of this episode. Um, let's get into it. Oh, both, by the way, I got my Star Wars shirt on. It says Stop Wars. And this shirt has been commented by Mark Hamill himself. Mark Hamill himself told me he loved my shirt. So this is my claim to fame. <laughs> Isn't it the Love shirt it. where, um, what was her name, Natalie Portman was wearing? And someone was like, who's that hippie chick that's a fake Star Wars fan? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was it was so, like, so great. It was an old school meme. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's like, bruh, no, she was literally in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Jazz, I think you're getting a little bit of static, so make sure your w- mic wire is is not touching something because I hear a little blip, blip, better. Blip, blip. Yeah, much better. All right, listen, let's get into this episode because this is a good one. Um, do we want to spend like a minute just, just, just like, you know, talking about the nostalgia? Because, man, did that oh, yeah, feel great. Did that feel great to see Anakin in his prime? Um, you know, like 
we almost did not get this. I know a lot of people did not like the prequels when they came out and they shit on him and it was so rough for him. And the fact that Clone Wars did such a great job with his character and then we got to see him again in Obi-Wan and then we got to see him again in this. Like he is such a fleshed out character and such an amazing character. And it's so nice to see Hayden Christensen perform him as he was in Clone Wars. So much Clone Wars like nostalgia in this uh what about you guys? What are your thoughts? Adom, you want to go first? Sure. No, I was as hype as you guys were about this. I just love the fact that they took us through, I'm going to jump too far ahead, but different periods of Anna and Ahsoka's relationship. I mean, I just thought that, you know, showing Anakin when he first was there, that he was Sky Guy, then he was in the armor, yeah. and then the flashes with the, the little bits of Vader. It was just amazing. I mean, if Sloan doesn't win, like, visual arts awards or whatever for some of the transitions it's just we should all riot that was just unbelievable it was i can see exactly why they put it in theaters because it was just i was blown away imagine watching this in theaters oh my god i would I freak out that would be amazing rosie what are your thoughts i kind of want to ask uh amc to like just play this one episode in imax like i would love to see that oh yeah. that'd be incredible yeah. I would yeah. love to rewatch it, even though I already seen it. I would love to just watch it in a, a theater with fans. I think that'll be so great. Oh man, I don't know. I was watching it by myself, but then I was like on Twitter, and people are posting their reactions to it. Like people just, just crying face, and they're not even tagging Ahsoka. It's just a crying face, and everyone's like, "We know what they just watched. We know what they just watched, man." It's gonna be hard for not, not to get emotional, uh, in this episode because it. it a lot of nostalgia going on here. Um, Rosie, what are your thoughts? I mean, I was just simply blown away. Uh, I mean, as someone who watched Clone Wars and um, Rebels fairly recently, like I'm very, I have, you know, this, the nostalgia is, is not too long ago, but I would say, you know, you were talking about people um, ripping on the prequels. I think for yeah. me, I, it was, I mean, for all of us, really. Star Wars prequels are the first Star Wars movies that came out in theaters in our lifetime, right? And so yeah. I think like the impact that it had at the time that it did was very different than, you know, in retrospect, yeah, you could you could assess how good or bad they were or but like I think the Phantom Menace when that came out and you saw the Star Wars crawl and everything that followed, I mean, you couldn't help but just be completely just drawn and immersed and realize that wow, like we're we're getting a fourth Star Wars, you know, after like a thirty plus year hiatus. Like it is, it is crazy. So it's it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. And I think my Star Wars friends uh, would would say that, oh, you're a Marvel guy, hence the back. But I it, I still have this love and appreciation. I can't wait to get into it this episode. Me too. Me too. All right, let's get into it then, man. Uh, this episode starts off with. Uh... Hera, she is surrounding the place where we last see Ahsoka and Sabine, and there is no one here. Uh, and Jason comes out, and he goes, can I come out? And you could almost hear lightsabers mix in with the score when he comes out, which is really, really cool. And, you know... Hera just looks great with her high-waisted pants and just looking fine and just like <laughs> I was all about that. I was like, all right, let's see. Let's get into it. Uh, and we see Hu Young just sitting there in the corner and he's like, I told them to stay together. They never listened. 
and mm-hmm. it's not clear whether he's like you know talking about Sabine and Ahsoka or just Jedi's in general because apparently they never listen because he knows how they are. Um, I don't know. What were your thoughts about how this starts off? It starts off pretty dismal, pretty sad. Uh, what were your thoughts going into this episode? Anybody? Uh, Rezzy? Okay. Yeah, I actually, I loved the start. It was very samurai-esque. It reminded me of Ghost of Tsushima with the red leaves. And just like she arrives to this utter, like, eerie silence um, with none of her friends to be found. Um, but like, I just like Huyang on the, on the cliff. I mean, it was, it, you could actually in a weird way, like kind of sense the sadness in him and he's a droid. <laughs> That's just like he's David Tennant, man. David Tennant can so like, good. he's so good at the voice actor. Such man. a good on range, man. I mean, yeah, he is. Yeah. He is incredible. Um, I mean, I just, it, 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 and it gave me such empire vibes, right? Because it's just like you end on like, you start with the loss, right? So I guess maybe not empire, but like you, you get what I'm saying, right? It just kind of, yeah. it, it starts with this very like, you know, somber tone. Um, and it starts like a movie. So I, I cannot even imagine folks who saw it in, in the theater last night. Yeah. I can't imagine oh, so it. So lucky. I heard there was a lot of beef because AMC, oversold on tickets and had to turn away people people were damn. really pissed people were really oh. really pissed so they damn yeah so people went there to go see it and uh, my boy dimitri was there uh and he did not get to see it he got he got turned away and i was like damn Aww. that sucks so he's got Sorry beef with that. uh he's got beef with amc right now <laughs> yo everybody if you don't know go follow dimitri he's amazing great guy yeah. just awesome to follow and if you he, need to DJ for your weddings, he's your man. He's awesome. And he also did our Black Panther episode. So definitely check out. Uh, it was cool to get uh, Haitian representation in that episode. And that was really cool. Uh, all right. So we go so, back to look. the world between worlds. And Anakin tells Ahsoka, you look old. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, that happens. <laughs> uh, and at this point, I'm like, okay, it's good, Anakin. It's, 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 he's not trying to kill her. Uh, so I got a little bit happy. Um, and she asked, like, you know, what are you doing here? And he goes, I am going to finish your training. Uh, and which is really interesting because a few episodes ago, she says, Anakin never finished my training. So we finally get to have that. And the interesting thing is, if you know about Jedi lore, they go through something called the trail, the trial. Uh, Obi-Wan went through it. Anakin went through it. Luke went through it with Yoda. So Ahsoka never really went through her her trial. And this is what that was supposed to be. So we get to see that. Um, and he goes, you're never too old to learn, Snips. And I was like, ah, he's go, there's Snips. <laughs> I was oh, like, dude, my heart exploded at that point. I was like, he yeah. did it. Yay! Oh my God, it was it was really really cool. And if you don't know why he calls her Snips, is because in the first few episodes she was being very snippy with him, so she calls him Snips, uh, or he calls her Snips, which is really really funny. Um, so he goes, my last thing that I have to train you is to live or die, uh, and then they go into this whole lightsaber battle, and. I just love this lightsaber battle because he pulls out some very familiar moves. He he pulls out the striking move that Palpatine does 
which is very popular. And he also does the Obi-Ani. And if you know what the Obi-Ani is, is when uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan are kind of just like fighting each other with lightsabers. And they do this like whoosh thing where they're not hitting each other. They're just showing off in between a fight. Uh, and it's labeled the Annie Obi, uh, the Obi-Ani, I think is what it's called. Uh, amazing. I love that he did that. I know a lot of people noticed that. Um, what were your thoughts to the whole opening of the world between worlds, their interaction, and then the actual lightsaber fight? Uh, Adome, you want to go first this time? Sure. So, I mean, the last episode, we had a cliffhanger because Annika was standing there and he said, you know, didn't expect to see you so soon. And then Ahsoka and Anakin look at each other and he gives a dialogue that you just said. And then he ignites his lightsaber. And if you watch carefully, he strikes her before she even ignites her lightsabers. Mm-hmm. It's like she's not even sure, like, is this real? Like, is he actually going to attack me? And then they start fighting. And I thought the end of the fight was a little interesting because she says, you know, I'm not going to fight you, which is what Luke told it to Darth, told yes, Darth Vader. he says that. And then Anakin goes, I heard this before. And then he just totally dices the floor. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, man, that's that's pretty slick. That's right a there. So that means... But that means this Anakin not only knows everything that happened up to Ahsoka, but he's also aware of everything that happened to him at the end of his, end of his life. Because if that is a reference to what Luke said to him, then he is post-Empire Strikes Back, post-Revenge uh, of the Jedi. Uh, so I think that's really, really cool. It kind of just gives us a little bit of a clue into what kind of Anakin this is. Yeah, and I think this is also a big... You know, depending on where you fall on the spectrum, it was a big internal struggle for Ahsoka because, you know, she's fighting for her life, literally. And then when, you know, he hits the floor, you're dropped into a totally new scenario, which I, I was I was kind of expecting a little more of a lightsaber duel between the two of them. Yeah. But then after after he does that and then they end up where they end up, I was like, oh, I'm actually where this is going. Yeah, that was that, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but that was I thought it was great that they didn't leave us. In the Robo Team worlds for too long, they jumped right to the important stuff, which I thought was just amazing. Yeah, I thought it was really, really cool. Uh, it's it's really interesting because what you mentioned about the fight, uh, she does get a hit on him, uh, which is pretty interesting. She she gets a hit on him, and he kind of just smiles, but he is so aggressive in his fighting stands and he's so intense that he's slowly pushing her back all the way until they get to this little circle and then when she gets there he kind of hits the floor and she falls through it which was kind of Anakin's plan the whole time uh, which I think is pretty interesting Um, but yes uh, Rezzy what are your thoughts about the fight or Jazz were you going to say something the timeline here is getting very interesting because as you said uh, you know this means that Anakin you know, knows what happened by the end of his life. Yeah. Well, I'm not so sure we're there yet. Ooh, okay. Because right now, I'm reading online, Ahsoka takes place, uh, you know, about a decade after New Hope, right? And then a few years after Rebels. So, it's like right at that thing. Um, when Luke faces Vader... Uh, I believe this, well, this is... is way after Return yeah, of the this Jedi. This after though. Return of the Jedi, before, yeah. before well, he should a, a be, Force Awakens. He should be dead. Yeah, Vader's okay. definitely dead it's, when this it's, occurs. It's the yeah. original trilogies and the new trilogies. It's that in between time, like Got Mandalorian. It. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. Now I'm reading it now. Yeah, okay. it happened for Aby when uh, Luke defeats Vader, and then yeah, this is like 
nine. Remember in, um, okay, yeah. So it's about five years after it happens. All right, good. Yeah. I think it was in Boba Fett. We see Luke with his school, and that's in this timeline. So yeah, Vader's definitely gone. Okay, well, yeah. he's one with the Force, whatever you want to call it. He's not living. Yeah, the internet's weird with the way they listed it because uh, for a second it looked like it was happening, like right at the time, and I was like, wait a second, what just happened? But okay, good. The timeline yeah, yeah, is yeah. confirmed. This is happening after. Okay, now that's good. Now. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Rezzy, what were your thoughts about the fight? I mean, I, I just put epic lightsaber battle in my notes. So, so epic. <laughs> Look at you right. taking notes now, taking our I, podcast seriously. I know you <laughs> got me into this. I'm like, I better come uh, come correct. Uh, I'm here with uh, you three. Um, but I think I, I didn't, but I didn't catch uh, a dome's comment. I mean, that is so spot on. Um, I think, I think one of the questions I have is this, is this maybe where the force projections come from? I don't know. I mean, like, is there some connection between force projections, um, you know, after, after, you know, a Jedi dies and, um, you know, the, the world between worlds, I don't know. There's, there's so many mysteries here. I mean, it's a stellar yeah. episode, but like more questions keep coming. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. I think this is the first time we've seen a character in the world between worlds that we know is not alive. That's yeah. true. Like the, 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 the other times it was, you know, it was Ezra, it was Ahsoka, and that Palpatine was kind of in there, but we've never seen this before. So it's, it's, it's definitely new. Yeah. But Very like true. in, in uh, Rebels, right? Rebels? Yeah. It was um, Rebels. Yeah. So uh, Ezra pulled Ahsoka in. So, I mean, like if the timeline had continued, let, let's say this never, she would have been dead, right? Um, but I mean, does this create like a branch timeline or was that always meant to happen right i think we may have talked about that in a previous episode but i think it was always meant to happen because when ezra was there he also wanted to save kanan and they said well if you save kanan then you might not ever you know become whoever you are so you have to let things play out the way they play out so when ezra pulled out ahsoka he was always meant to pull out ahsoka it's kind Mm -hmm. of stiff so. Yeah, and, and, make- and going with what you're saying, Neves, you know, Ahsoka was the one to tell him, don't save Kanan yeah. because, you know, you might, like, she was the one saying that, which I thought was just usefully ironic <laughs> that she was the one saying that. I know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, she's like, you saved me, but yeah, from certain death. But it, it, it does make me wonder uh, just, so she had said at that point where they had like split off from the, you know, the world between worlds, they were escaping Palpatine. You know, she said, I'll see you later, right? Something along those lines. But I wonder what, like, timeline she went to, right? Because, you know, she essentially had this whole life um, that, you know, happened and then just reconnected with Sabine at the end of Rebels. So, I don't know. I believe they showed that. They, I think they did show that in, in Rebel, Rebels. What happened was when she goes back in, she ends up right outside the rubble after the fight with Vader. So she ends up right outside that rubble. I remember oh, they were like, and if you watch closely, oh, okay. that I, I think that episode is called uh, "Twilight of the Apprentice." If you actually watch very carefully, 
in the original episode, you actually see her emerge from the rubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Clearly, yeah. I was so on my phone So she gets put right scrolling. back to where she was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do want to get into the comments, so let's get into the comments at the moment. Um, all right. So Brown Boy Wonders asking, did they CGI his face? Uh, yes, they did. They de-aged his face, which is why he looked uh, so much young and clean. And then they did it again when he gets even younger in the uh, short hair version, which is really, really mm-hmm. cool. Um, let's see what else we got comments. Uh, besides Star Wars, I think the movie Jumper was one of his underrated movies. He was in a movie called Jumper. Oh, I didn't, I oh, dude, it's a that. great movie. We gotta watch. Yeah, gotta watch it takes it. place in my undergrad town, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah, oh. you should watch it. And it's funny is Samuel Jackson's in that movie, and he has the same like Mace Windu vibes. Like you can't do this, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's really like you should watch it. It's- nice. Uh, this one he goes. The girl who played Ahsoka also played young Gamora in Avengers, and she was in the Barbie movie. So what? she's having a good year. Good for her ariana greenblatt she's having she's, she's on a roll man yeah yeah oh, definitely man, keep an eye out awesome. for her she's gonna be yeah. big one day yeah you know? yeah she's gonna blow up like she's gonna be like uh what's her name uh the girl who plays wednesday she's gonna be like the new like how big she's blown up i mm-hmm. feel like that could be her soon um okay this is this this one says uh if this is the last time we see anakin in star wars project i'll be fine with it i am also fine with it i think this is a great send-off to I anakin I, I think even obi-wan was a great send-off to anakin and then this just like is a little like sprinkle on the sunday but like the obi-wan obi-wan was was the the meat and potatoes i really love that fight and the fact that he goes you didn't kill anakin i killed anakin like oh that was chills. That was uh, Obi Wan needed that. We needed that. I think that was really, really great. Uh, but I think this Anakin it makes me feel more fulfilled for Ahsoka than it does for Anakin himself. Uh, what are your thoughts, Adam? Do you agree with that or? Yeah. So um, you know, when Anakin hits the floor, and I'll just I'll just jump right there since we're already talking about this. Yeah. They, they land, they land, and they're in the middle of the Clone Wars, and you realize that Ahsoka is the younger version of herself, you know, and it's Ariana Greenblatt. I thought that, you know, it was amazing because I actually disagree, Jazz and Needs. I actually want a full live action Clone Wars show, dude. Given the I that never had. said, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I want all just get Hayden Christensen back because the way they had him in the armor and the hair and like the lessons, the way they were talking, the so arm great. folds, it was just oh, so everything, good. everything was yeah, there. It was. And, you know, a little bit of Rex mixed in. And then also just like the lessons and like the, bro, the chemistry between Ariana and Hayden. Yeah. It was a little better than Rosaria and him. I was like, damn, you really, you really got a stranglehold on this. Like that was just, I was blown away by that. That was amazing. They had me believing she was snips. Like it was, it was really that good. <laughs> um, and- yeah, and one more thing I'll add is they really hammered home the fact that, like, in the animation, you don't really get the feeling that it, like the Jedi just sent in like kids to be child soldiers. In the live action, you real that was really hammered home. For me. Yeah, like, she was literally just like a ki- a kid running around as as a soldier. That that was that was really hammered home for me. And, and they talked a little bit about how they were always meant to be peacekeepers and now they're just automatically thrown into being generals in in wars and stuff like that which is is really telling and i i really really love that uh, i do want to go back to where we go and we see um them mention senator organa i thought that was a cool little tidbit and it's fun to see that uh princess leia is still doing things in the senate and she's still a senator and she knows of hera and she's helping them out 
but I do believe she doesn't end up being senator for long. According to the Bloodline novel, she gets outed by her rivals and they out her for being the daughter of Darth Vader. So not everyone knows that she is the uh, daughter of Darth Vader until she is a little bit more senior in her like senatorship or whatever. And they out her and then she leaves and then forms, you know, become General Leia which is really, really cool. But it's cool to see her, that she's still Senator Leia in this and she knows about the Rebels. I think that's really cool. And then we also see Jason just looking at the waters. Now he can hear the lightsaber battles, which is really cool. And I love the way that the lightsaber battles uh, also sound like waves. Like there, there's something about like waves smashing against water and rock and lightsabers, the way they just mesh together, it's so beautiful. And I don't know how the sound effects people did it, but it really sounded like, whoa, they're happening at the same time. Uh, and it was really, really cool to see. And I love the fact that Hera decided to believe him instead of most moms are kind of like, whatever, and they ignore their kids. And then you're like, ah, you should have listened to him. They, they didn't go that trope. And, and, and I really liked it. And they listened to him. And uh, yeah, and, you know, they're like, oh, shit. Maybe something's happening. Let's go back out there and look for them a little bit longer. Uh, what were your thoughts about that, uh, Jazz? Specifically, when I when uh, Carson Tava was like, why should we listen to the kid? And then Hu Yang was like, well, his dad was a Jedi. And he's just like, all right, makes sense to me. Let's go. <laughs> and he just like, gets in his jet and starts patrolling. I'm like, yes, this is what I'm here for. <laughs> well, he's I love that part. He said he specifically said Jason has abilities like his father, Kanan Jarrus. And I was like, Oh, yeah. we got the name drop. So anyway, sorry, I had to Jazz, there's a um there's a meme I saw where it's Carson and Hu Yang and uh Taylor says, you know, what's going on here? And then it's Hu Yang handing him like all the versions of Rebels, like this is what is happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, like go watch this, then you have no more questions. I was dying when I saw that. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> so, so Ruzzy mentioned that there is a Canon Jarrus reference, but did you know there is also a Canon Jarrus picture? Right in front of the cockpit, there is a picture of Canon, and mm -hmm. some suspect that it may actually be a picture of Freddie Prince Jr., who voiced the actor. I mean, uh, voice act, who was the voice actor. That's really, really cool. Very uh, I love that little Easter egg. He's That's so, so cool. cool. I love that they did that. All right. Um, let's go back to what Adon was talking about. So uh, they're in the Clone Wars and she is young and you know she's young because she has the green lightsaber. Now she has a green lightsaber and then a yellow lightsaber. Uh, and those were the two lightsabers she ends up using. She doesn't get the two white lightsabers until the seventh season of Clone Wars where Anakin gifts her those two lightsabers. So you know she's like really young uh, in this one. Um, and she talks a little bit about like the war like she's a general and she's making decisions and these decisions are causing people to die and i believe the battle that they're on right now is the battle of ryloth which uh her dad was a a general at uh and he was one of the main people on there so it kind of goes back to uh jason's ancestry also because jason uh his grandfather was there so i think it's very very cool to have that uh reference um but there is this one scene at the end and i know everyone is going crazy over it but as ahsoka sees anakin walk away you see a glimpse of vader 
and it's just the most badass transition until the next transition that we see a little bit later on. But oh my god, I was going crazy over it. I was I was watching this and I'm just like, I can't believe I just saw that. Uh, so good, uh, Dome. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, this is what I was talking about earlier with the transitions. That was probably. I mean, I know last week when we got the the waves to Ahsoka waking up was the most beautiful transition. Well, that's gone. We have now a better <laughs> one that's even, even more amazing. Just the the smoke and the clouds and the fact that the 501st and Rex were there with him. Yes. Like he was storming the Jedi Temple. That was just amazing. But I really love the conversations between young Ahsoka and Anakin because it really showed how like the stuff that we didn't get in the films between two and three. Because, you know, in the Clone War, Attack of the Clones, he'd just become a Jedi at the end that his arm chopped off and got married. And then in Revenge of the Sith, he was going to rescue Palpatine and Pavi was basically already pregnant. We didn't get any of that in live action until now. And I thought it was great the way they had the banter going back and forth. And her really just questioning everything and him kind of going back and forth and just being like, what do you want, Ahsoka? What do you want me to teach you? And I, I thought that was just great the way they go back and forth. Because in the line that they're in where you have, you know, Ahsoka, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, and Dooku, there's always the tension between master and apprentice. I thought they did a great job of kind of just showing that in the middle of the battle. No, that's great, man. Uh, I I totally agree with you. I think that was really good. And I, and you mentioned Rex. They actually had uh, the actor come back and, mm -hmm. and voice the role and stuff like that, which is really, really cool. They did bandage his face up and stuff so you don't see it. It was kind of like, uh, let's not worry about the makeup and prosthetics and all that stuff. Let's just do this. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but the next war they go to is the Siege of Mandalore. And Anakin was like, I don't recognize this. And she goes, yeah, we had already parted ways. And the actress, Ariana, does such a great job because from the fight we did before and the fight we're doing now, she just looks more grown up. She looks older. She's just acting like she's standing up with more confidence. She's fighting with more confidence. She's looking with more confidence. She's like crossing her arms just the way Anakin does. Like she is taking all this in. And I'm just like, this is such a perfect job. She's doing such an excellent job. I loved it. Even the headgear that she wears uh, is adapted for like what age she is. Uh, she even looks taller, to be honest. I thought it was like, oh man, that's interesting what they did. Um, I really, really like that. And the Siege of Mandalore is in the last season of Clone Wars, where basically Darth Maul fights somebody for the Darksaber. And then he becomes the leader of the Mandalorians and he becomes the leader of specifically the Death Watch Mandalorians. And they take on his uh, his horns in their armor, which you see one of the Death Watch, you know, uh, people that Ahsoka kills. And this is one of the reasons that a lot of people believe that the armor from the Mandalorian is part of Maul's uh, Death Watch because she has horns on her helmet. So I thought that was really, really cool that they kind of went back and they and they showed this. Uh, really, really like this callback. Uh, and you see that Anakin Scar comes back too in, in this scene because he he's he's getting a bit older. Um, I just love this. And they start talking about legacy, and she goes, "My legacy will be of destruction and death." Kind of reference to, "Hey, Anakin, um, your legacy is kind of a destruction or death." Um, <laughs> And then he goes, you're more than that. And in a way, he's kind of saying that he was more than that too, right? So um, I really, really love this dialogue between them. 
And I love the way the dialogue slowly evolves as she's at a different age in her life. Um, I would love to go around the room and, and get your uh, opinions on this one. Uh, Jazz, you want to go first? Sure. So the Siege of Mandalore happened 19 years before, you know, the timeline thing happened. And so this specific year is also the year Ahsoka leaves the Jedi Order. Right. This is the year that Anakin kills Count Dooku and yes. becomes Darth Sidious' apprentice. So, having... and Order 66 happens. Order 66 does happen. In fact, uh, Ahsoka was on Mandalore when Order 66 happened and she escaped because of Captain Rex. So, exactly. having all of these stories just culminate in this moment where you see Anakin and Ahsoka there, like, oh yeah, this is what happened. This is what happened, you know, after we split ways. Like, Anakin's also learning a few other things here. And then having it all tie together with him teaching her in this moment just reinforces what an amazing relationship that a master and a Padawan have. That even in death, you can revisit things and learn. But more importantly, you can even fix mistakes in that exact moment and learn from them. So I thought that was just mm-hmm. phenomenal how the, the way they executed that. Very cool. Very cool. Adone, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this was pretty awesome. I mean, I was freaking out a little bit when the transition happened and you realize it's around Mandalore when you saw the Death Watch. Yeah. And my wife was like, why are you freaking out? I was like, they're showing Mandalore live action. This is like groundbreaking. She, she totally didn't get it because she hasn't seen all of Clone Wars. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and I thought it was awesome how, again, Anakin and Ahsoka were talking. And he's kind of alluding to the fact that, like, as you mentioned, you know, you're more than just this legacy of destruction and death. But he's really saying, you know, I'm more than that. And it's okay to acknowledge my darkness because now I've made peace with it and I I can move on from it. She's definitely not in that space. I think that's also why, you know, she's in the world between worlds because she's been struggling with this. And we see later in the episode how she totally emerges from it. But it was awesome to go back to Mandalore because I think, Jazz, you said that, you know, Anakin, he had no idea what was happening on Mandalore. He was saving City. I mean, he was saving Palpatine. He was killing Duke. He was becoming Darth Vader. He had no idea what was happening in Ahsoka's life at this point. So the fact that we got to see both of them revisit this was just awesome. Uh, I do have one little gripe. I would have loved to have seen the live action um, fight between Maul and Ahsoka take place and have Anakin watch it because of that one line where Ahsoka says, like, you know, you're lucky Anakin didn't show up because you can't really fight very well. I would have loved for him to have seen that. <laughs> that would but otherwise, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. So, so. What happens now is Anakin and Ahsoka kind of go into this little uh, pitter-patter, right? And he goes, uh, he gets a little annoyed. He's like, she still hasn't learned anything. So what he does is he goes, all right, we got to go back to the beginning. And then he has the same exact stance that he has on Mustafar when he fights Obi-Wan. And they even have a little bit of like the music. And then they start fighting and they start going at it. And then he kicks her back into the world between worlds and as he's walking through the portal you see a glimpse of vader again and that transition i was like oh my god two of these transition in one show was just amazing i love that scene um what are your thoughts about their their second fight as they go into the world between worlds rosie why don't you take this one oh, we're gonna go first yeah so I just want to go back to the transition. So when I was taking notes, I I put colors because I think that was the first thing that popped when you first see the when you go from the world between worlds 
to, um, you know, the Clone Wars, it's pink. Then you go to Mandalore, it's yellow. And then, it, or sorry, there's a, another in-between scene, it's yellow and then orange and then blue when we get back in this, like, this fight. And, you know, she said, uh, or he said to her, uh, you lack conviction. And oh, I love that line. That was just just chilling um and i mean the fight was again very epic and i think you know the stakes were higher and as most jedi fights and and just in general like how how the the training goes the training is not so much the teaching it's the doing right and so i think the doing the 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 conversations that you have with your master that's how the padawan learns um this trial really um what what you said earlier um, and I think um, when uh, she finally like just kind of wrestled with all the, the emotions, the guilt, probably the trauma that she had faced, she was like, I choose to live, right? I think she realized mm-hmm. that, you know, the, everything that she's gone through, you know, is all for not, that, you know, it is, is, is certainly for something greater and she doesn't realize it yet, but maybe she's starting to a little bit. Um, and when she says, I choose to live, um, you know, there's, there's, there's hope for you yet. Right. And so I think that was pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. I, I also noticed that she does this when she loses her lightsabers, she does the same exact move that Anakin does on Dooku when he, uh, which I'm called gets Dooku to, uh, he, he needs, he defeats uh, Count Dooku and where Anakin kills Dooku, Ahsoka just holds her lightsaber up to him and goes, I choose to live and throws it away. And I thought that was, that was just really, really cool. I, I really, really uh, enjoyed that. And then yeah, he goes, hope for you yet. And then the best part is he's, he's evil Anakin with his eyes and everything. He looks down, he looks back up and there's our sky guy, right? There's Annie. And he goes like from this mean Darth Vader, broken guy back to the lovable guy that, that we know. Um, it was a sweet, sweet scene and it and then it gave her closure i believe and it gave us closure i thought it was really really good uh Adon, what are your thoughts so i don't think nobody mentioned this yet but i love the fact that we got hayden christensen with the red lightsaber yeah walking i mean that was just amazing to me because we had not seen that before and as he's walking the transition happened i thought to myself like this is the version of Darth Vader that like Obi-Wan denied Palpatine on Mustafa. Yes. Where, where it was like, you know, before he was in the suit, like, oh, you know, go to the Jedi temple, kill the, like all that stuff. Palpatine really didn't have the full blown apprentice for that long. And I thought it was awesome that Ahsoka was fighting him and the whole, like I choose to live thing, you know, Ahsoka's eyes definitely changed when she was holding the lightsaber. Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, are you going to strike him down? But she really just had her like, I know we, I've talked before with some people about how this is like Ahsoka's transition from like Gandalf the Great to Gandalf the White. A lot of people have it was that, yeah. it was like this is literally the act of transition where she was like, no, I she was like, I'm gonna forgive myself for my sins. I'm gonna you know rise and be baptized from it. And she literally rose above everything, and I thought it was amazing that when she held the lightsaber to his face, they didn't say a word to each other. Yep, she just gave him an intense look, and then she just you know turned over. All right, I'm this new person now. That was just 
her training is complete, like literally. Yeah, I love that you brought up the Gandalf, the the gray turning into Gandalf the white, because there is a lot <laughs> of uh, similarities between that. Like even when Anakin breaks the floor down and they fall through, that what happened with Gandalf and the Balrog. Uh, <laughs> so I thought that was really really cool, and then she just comes back with this like white poncho, and it's like she is Gandalf the gray, <laughs> and she turns into Gandalf the white. It, it's really really cool. Uh, I definitely enjoyed that. Uh, One thing Chaz, I. What, yeah, yeah one thing I want to mention here is that, you know, what's so powerful about this moment was that this is a mistake Anakin made, and Ahsoka in this moment learned not to make the exact same mistake. So it's also somewhat of a redemption for Anakin saying, hey, I've made mistakes in the past. At least now as a master for my Padawan, I can make sure she doesn't make the same mistakes. And she didn't make the same mistake, and he was like, you know what? This is great. Your training's complete now. Yeah. Um, I love that. It's so good that we get to see her training complete. And then Ahsoka, uh, there's this transition again where it starts going into the world between worlds and starts turning into water again. Uh, and it's really, really cool. And then we see her kind of just like in a in a Christ pose and she's kind of like, like a dome said baptized. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Really, really cool uh, imagery. And then we see that somebody dives in to save her and it's all because of Jason, Jason, Jason did it. And which was really, really cool. Jason knew the whole time. Um, And then we see Ahsoka wake up and she doesn't have her headband on. So you see like, where the makeup starts and like the, the the headgear starts. I thought that was really cool. It's the first time we've ever seen that. Um, and then she comes out and she thanks Jason. Uh, Jason goes to who young is like, Hey, have you ever made a lightsaber before? Which is like, yeah, bro. <laughs> That's all he does. <laughs> I thought that was really, really cool. And he goes, I'll show you the training room. Um, I thought that was really, really cool. And that's where we see Ahsoka use this, uh, whatchamacallit, force memory thing where she can find out where something is now there's a comment in here uh a little bit of hate in here <laughs> by zane he says since when does ahsoka uh, ahsoka have all these powers she can talk to animals like ezra has the memory stuff like fallen order jedi calcutus so that calcutus was not the first time we've seen that we've actually seen that in clone wars too uh we definitely seen other people use the the memory echo for force echo i think force it's, called. Arco. it's called force Arco. yeah We've yeah. seen other people use that too. And if you watch Tales of the Jedi, uh, Ahsoka does have a connection with animals. She, she, when she was a baby, she had uh, what you call it, a uh, connection with animals. She gets kidnapped by an animal and then comes back. So uh, if you watch Tales of the Jedi, that actually does go into that. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I love that she has all these powers. I think she's becoming a really, really great Jedi. Uh, but at this point, the fleet is coming. And they're like, well, they're coming. And then Hera's like, great, they're just a little late. They're like, yeah, they're not coming to help us. <laughs> they're, they're coming to take us in. They're mad. <laughs> Which just goes to show you how backwards and uh, you know bureaucratic the New Republic is. Which is like, all right, no wonder people didn't. People went back to the Empire or the First Order. Uh, look how horrible you guys are running things. Uh, I thought that was really, really cool. And then Ahsoka has an idea on how to get to where Sabine is. And the idea she she has is to go to the Purgles and use them for transportation. Now, we've seen Ezra do this in 
the last episode of Rebels. And the other thing is, it, we've seen Ahsoka in the beginning this whole time. She she has to have control. She needs control. She has to tell Sabine what to do. She has she needs to have like all the control. But when she goes inside the whale, and they say, "Do you think we'll get there?" She goes. We'll get somewhere. <laughs> like, like she she gave up that control, which is mm-hmm. her lesson. She she she's given into the force, right? And letting it guide her, which I thought was really, really cool. Uh you guys, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know what order. I forgot which order I had, but Rosie goes um, first. Jazz, Jazz, you go Jazz, first. You can go, go first. Okay. So first of all, can we talk about how beautiful the pergola were in live action? Like yeah, they were cool. Oh my god. God, seeing all of them like that, so majestic, just floating through the air. And then the big boy shows up, and she's like, you know, let me uh, connect with you. And then the Purgle, like, they're so majestic and mystical. And they understand. They're like, you know what? Yes, I can take you there. And at this time, I was thinking, you know, maybe this is one of the Purgles that helped Ezra back in the day. Now he's all grown up because it was a baby Purgle way back when. Mm, So I think this might be the grown up version of it. And so they know exactly where he is, and that's why he knows where to go, or she knows where to go, wherever. And then, God, like, when Ahsoka is just sitting back, relaxed, like, she's just different. And I'm so glad to see her smile. I'm so happy to see that she's let all the anger and resentment that she's been holding in with her failures to, like, just let it all go. And now it's like, you know, hey, here's to the future. It's a better future. I'm going to be part of it. I'm going to do my best. And that's all I can do. Love that. Love that. Uh, Adome, what about you? So going back a little bit to the, the stuff about the fleet coming, I was <laughs> I was a little bit triggered because, you know, when uh, I think it was Mon Mothma in the hologram, she said the two dangerous words. She said oversight committee. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, what's, what is this about? Your bureaucratic nightmare. Um, you know, the Purgle were awesome in live action. And going along with what Jazz was saying, this is probably the most at peace and powerful we've probably ever seen a Jedi, if we're calling it. I mean, I think Ahsoka has kind of transcended the meaning of what it means to be a Jedi, but I think as a Force user who's been trained, it's probably the most at peace and powerful at the same time we've ever seen somebody before. I mean, she was just totally in control and also okay with going with the flow. I mean, donning all the the white poncho was on. She didn't really care about where the destination was. She was sure that she was going to find Ezra, I mean, no matter how it works out. And I love the fact that, you know, when she did the Force Echo with the map, you know, she ran through the whole scenario and she knew like, okay, I have to go find them. And she had to find a way to do it. And she just kind of let the force bring the answer to her. And then she went along with it. And I thought it was the conversation with uh, Carson Teva. And I can't remember the, the general's name on board the ship, but Carson was just like, okay, fine. I'll tell you, but you're not going to believe it. <laughs> it's such an insane plan. I wouldn't <laughs> yeah, believe you if you said that to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, it's like okay, all right, whatever. But the purgle, man. I mean, I and and the little den I have um, in our house with our TV. I left my e-bike battery on top of the subwoofer, and w- when the purgles went to light speed, the battery got pushed off the subwoofer. <laughs> and it's like a heavy battery, and I was like, like, oh wow, this is like, it's a huge scene. Like I understand why they did it in theaters now. And the last thing I'll say is, I think Jazz, you said this on an earlier podcast about this. Um, we're definitely going to see Thrawn at the end of the episodes now. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm, I don't think it's, it. I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I think it happened before that. I was totally wrong about that. You were right because I, I think you called that. Damn, damn. Yeah. I don't want you to be right, but damn it, Jazz, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right every now and then, and when I'm right, it's worth it. 
Also, a lot of not. biblical references in this episode, right? Like, like with the whale, like you got like you know Jonah and, and the whale, and Noah, <laughs> Noah, Noah and the whale. Why did I say Jonah? I don't know. Um, what's it called? Yeah, uh, Noah and the whale. No wait, Noah's Ark. It is Jonah and the whale. Jonas, right? Jonas? Jun- yeah. Jonah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know the Arabic yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Noah and the Ark and Jonah and the yeah, whales. Yeah, Noah's the Ark, okay. Jonah's the whales. Yeah, yeah, I was right. All right. So, uh, yeah, you got that. Then you got the baptism. Then you got the whole Christ. Like, there's, there's, there's a lot of imagery here, which I thought was really, really cool. Uh, so I really did like that. And then I love the fact that as soon as the last Purgles leave, they say the same thing Ezra said when the last Purgle left in that episode. And that was, may the force be with you. And that I started was really crying. Cool. I started crying at this moment. Way. I was like, oh my God, they did it. Such a great way to end this, man. Fantastic. Uh, Rezzy, what are your thoughts? Well, when she said, let's go find them, I was like, oh, yeah. oh okay, here we go. I mean, it's, it, it, she, you know, before it was like, all right, well, if, if we find Ezra, that means we're going to find Thrawn and that's just going to bring about war. But I think she just came to this piece in which we just need to find our friends, right? And I think yeah. um, it's just such a beautiful episode. I mean, I, I don't, like, it was it was cinema, but in, like, episode form, like, it was, it's just really stunning. I mean, a lot of the scenes would be something, like, pulled from a, like, Villanueva, like, film, right? I mean, just, like, you know, yeah. just kind of this beauty and, like, ma- yeah, majesty, right? Like, it's just really stunning um but i'm i was so excited and definitely got the feels jazz it at the end <laughs> so i'm so excited to see where this goes i think we're gonna see tron towards the end so i think here we go let's do this yeah, yeah. uh that's really cool also uh zane brings up a good point uh <laughs> he says that i hope that uh soka made a- another jedi order and jason is alive and ezra's his master that's a good point because if Jason's alive and he is, uh, I mean, if Jason is a Jedi and all the Jedis were killed by Ben Solo, <laughs> does that mean Jason was killed by Ben Solo? Don't send him to Luke's Academy. Don't send him to Luke's Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Keep him as a rebel. Don't send him to the Academy. <laughs> we want to make sure that he's alive, man. <laughs> Freaking Ben Solo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. One one thing I want to go back to real quick. Um, you know how we're talking about how insane the idea of traveling with a purgle is, but in their mouth, it yeah. was so funny. Like the moment the purgle got into space, and you see them, the general's like, "Okay, everybody, out of the way. This plan yeah, actually yeah. is happening." Like, <laughs> no question at that point. Like, yep, it's happening. Just just let it happen. It was so funny. I think it was the classic line: "Take evasive action" or something. Yeah, like right. That. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my oh good old Admiral Akbar and callbacks yeah. to everything. It's such a good episode. Oh, man. This is such a good episode. I can't believe people were writing it off when it first started the show. So you got to yeah. trust in Dave Filoni. Yeah. You got to trust in Dave Filoni. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, anything else you guys want to go over before we go into Easter eggs? Uh, no, I just like the uh, – so we didn't really talk too much about kind of the what was happening outside the Master Padawan sequence so i don't know if you want to dive into that but just really really quick on that i remember when they were searching for um uh ahsoka um hugh yang was like lady uh, tano is tenacious like her master um and then i think the response was what was he like intense intense (laughs) like that was just so 
on brand. I, I love the fact that they she a few episodes ago they say she does come from a long line of unorthodox uh what you call it uh, Padawans and stuff so it goes from Sabine to Ahsoka to Anakin to Obi Wan to Qui Gon to Duko to Yoda that's that's their lineage wow uh, which that's I think dope. is really really funny that's a pretty dope lineage that's to really have. cool yeah. that's really really yeah. cool I'm digging that uh, all right um. All right, so I'm going to go into Easter eggs. Anything else you guys want to talk about before I go into Easter eggs? No, man, let's do it. All right, this is, some of these are funny. Uh, there's one point <laughs> where uh, <laughs> Hera goes, people don't just, just appear out of thin air. <laughs> and uh, Hu Young goes, normally they don't. <laughs> and then, like, we actually have Obi-Wan, Yoda, and also Morak, who all disappeared in thin air. <laughs> Morak was just last episode. He just turned into mist. So, yeah, people do actually disappear in thin air in Star Wars, actually, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, we, we talked about how the second fight with Ahsoka is very similar to their fight on Mustafar, uh, which was really, really cool. They did a lot of the same fight choreography, and also, a lo- you can hear a little bit of the music, too. I thought that was really cool. And um, let's see. What else was this? Oh, uh, one funny thing, that little bit of an Easter egg. Jason goes, uh, he does say, far, far away, which is something that we see in every single Star Wars show, in a galaxy far, far away. Someone actually said it, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, all right. And then we, we already talked about uh, Ariana Greenlet, uh, Greenlet who was uh, Gamora. She was in the Barbie movie, and she was also in Ahsoka. Uh, we talked about how we saw Rex, which was really cool. Man, I see seeing Rex in live action was really, really cool. I really liked that. Um, oh, one thing that people uh, notice is the fighting style uh, between the young Ahsoka and Ahsoka afterwards. The older Ahsoka fights with patience, where the other Ahsoka fights impatiently which I thought was really, really interesting. A lot of people pointed that out. But the child so- child soldier, man. Right, That's, exactly. But, mm-hmm. but like the one in the show is like a samurai and then Baylor was kind of like a knight, right? He was like this yeah. big regal knight. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, let's see. Oh, some of these we already talked about. We're just so good at it. We just so talked good. about it in our national <laughs> conversations. Uh Oh, the antenna that Hera was using to find the location is the same antenna that Han Solo uses to find Luke on Hoth, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, let's see. Uh, we talked about the Gandalf stuff. Uh, also, uh, another thing is you see the scene where Anakin is joking, and she goes, why are you joking at a time like this? And you see as the episodes go on in Clone Wars, like Ahsoka and Anakin joke around all the time while they're fighting, which is kind of like how they're coping with all the death and destruction that's going on. Uh, Very similar to how doctors in hospitals joke around when there's death everywhere. Uh, Something that like I learned when I started watching Scrubs and, you know, people told me, yo, it's just like Scrubs because there's so much death everywhere. You have to like desensitize yourself to it and joke around and stuff like that. And it was really interesting to see that in a war perspective and how Ahsoka was so disgusted at him making a joke while people were dying. Uh, And then at the very end of it, she is so desensitized that 
she would also do that with Anakin. I thought that was pretty interesting too. So that was a cool little uh, depiction. Um, those are all my Easter eggs, man. So uh, anything else that you guys noticed that you thought were cool that you guys want to talk about? Any of the Easter eggs you want to dive into a little bit more? Real so oh. one thing I noticed. Oh, sorry, Jazz. Go no, ahead. No, you can go, man. I'm going to go to the comments right after because uh, Zane has some really cool points. <laughs> Okay, so one thing I did notice is the line, I think Rosie mentioned this thing, you lack conviction. They overlaid that with like the Vader yes. uh, mechanical voice. I thought that was awesome when he was walking towards her kind of out of the shadows. It was very ominous, just like when he was walking towards the temple. Like that's so why I thought that was awesome. They chose to redo that, which is essentially what they did at the, I think that was the finale at Obi-Wan, right? Yeah. Where they mixed his, his voice when his helmet had come off. I, th- I thought that was just a, a very nice touch. So Disney has... I actually bought the right to James Earl Jones' voice. So they can always do that, which is really interesting. So they could always like mix in James Earl Joyce, uh, James Earl um, Jones' voice with uh, AI to add it in any other Darth Vader scenes, which is pretty interesting. So they always have access to that. And they, they just bought it from him, I guess. So is that they how we got the strike? <laughs> I guess. I don't that's know. part of it. The strike. <laughs> Good question. They Good said, question. they said they paid for it, so I don't know uh, what kind of deal they they ran. Pay enough? Probably... You can't pay him enough. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can't pay him enough. Uh, he he's so old that he's like, what the hell's AI? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Jazz, you want to go into the comments? Yeah, real quick. Zane was like, uh, right before the end, he, there was some U.S. military propaganda where they're showing civilian government to be incompetent. And these military people choosing war. That's a very good point. Um, but, you know, that's what empires and republics do. Like, that's just the natural course of history. Uh, he also said that all the Jedis that Ruzzy mentioned, you know, all the way back up. And they all cause problems in their own way. But this is the beauty of uh, the world between worlds, right? You can learn from your masters afterwards and correct the mistakes they've made. Which I think is a really powerful tool that the Jedi can use forever. Um, I'm really curious to see the implications of this long term. It's just very exciting to think about. And lastly, he said uh, the Yuuzhan Vong can be set up. And I'm like, okay, this is a very good point. None of us talked about it. So if anyone wants to dive into this real quick, I'm all ears because, yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah, you want to explain to people what that is? The the race or, like, the history of it? The history of it. Mm, I personally haven't read that what is it comic book whichever so if anybody else has something on here please dive in i know there's just like some general you know things about it like you know they're humanoid they're you know they did work against the republic uh they were working with the sith i know they can't be sensed by the force which is very interesting because all the jedi have problems with that so but beyond that i really have no knowledge about that I don't really have any knowledge yeah, on that either. I have I have not read that either. Yeah, but I guess I'll have to add that to my list. All right, we all have to learn something today. <laughs> so, right. so there's one thing that I I think this episode kind of brings like some I don't know not clo- it does bring some closure to Anakin's story, but at the same time, I think it gives Hayden Christensen the like admiration that he had so long deserved. At the 2023 Star Wars celebration. Yes, I was there. Out, stop. I was there. I was physically there. 
damn wow that's crazy that's incredible. yeah, yeah. I mean, he got emotional so maybe, i mean maybe you could talk about i mean that like he's so deserving of the praise Dude, the and- crowd went insane like people were crying people were like yo he deserves it he was literally on there and like it was like his first time out there yeah. for a while and people were like yo he didn't deserve uh all the hate that he got like he like he's got a standing ovation he got a standing ovation it was for it was for minutes uh it was so great it was amazing uh it was one of my favorite things and they even gave us like a free uh poster so uh, cool. afterwards too it was so cool and it was one of the best moments uh as it was a star wars celebration i believe it's the one in orlando uh or it was the one in chicago i don't know which one i went to both uh but yes it was really really cool moment and he was definitely so grateful that the audience was finally like accepting him uh and then these two moments came uh with uh obi-wan and ahsoka like Yo, he deserves this so much. And there was an, a similar moment with Ahmed Best, and Filoni gave him a great moment just in uh, the, the last show that we watched, too, uh, in the last Mandalorian episode. So I thought that was really cool. I love that these people are getting their flowers. Uh, hopefully some of the people who got screwed in the sequels will also get their flowers. Uh, I hope so. Uh, did Dave Filoni fix it? <laughs> I think that's the other thing about fandom is like, look, you know, a lot of these actors try to put their best into their work. Writers, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a big it's a big thing, right? The, these these movies, these shows, there's a lot that goes into it. And if something doesn't go according to maybe your plan, doesn't mean it's bad, right? I mean, I think you just it may not be your favorite thing, but just try to respect the people and not give them out, especially. You know, those that come from historically marginalized communities. I mean, I feel like that is just absolutely appalling. And, you know, there's, yeah. you know, fandom can have no part of that, which is why I appreciate Slum Nerds. Thanks for creating this space. Yes, exactly. That's what we're all about, man. We want to have space for people who are underrepresented uh, to have a voice and, and talk about these kind of things. And uh, I think Star Wars should be the best place for that because it's, 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 all alien species there's nothing but diverse right so it's it's supposed to be uh it's supposed to be exactly what we want the world to be like so many different people so many different races whether you're an alien or whether you're just you know a human we want to make sure these people are represented also a lot of times these characters are coded by other communities and people should be able to talk about that like you can't have a mandalorian who's not allowed to take off his helmet and not talk about how it's similar to a hijab that women wear right like these things are very similar uh so i think that's really really cool and there's also similarities between the Viet Cong and all of this stuff that happens and it shouldn't just be you know white people talking about it. it should be everybody talking about it it should be all the communities that are represented in these uh portrayals that should be talking about it so yeah totally agree with you guys man uh that's why i love doing this all right uh so what do we got anything else yeah zane in the comments like john boyega deserves his flowers oops yeah I the wrong comment absolutely absolutely agree with that there absolutely we go yeah he's gonna have a redemption arc too one day and i can't wait to see that yep yep we're definitely going to see that. Um, all right. Well, that's all that's I got for today's episode, guys. Thank you guys for joining on. Uh, do you guys want to share anything, promote anything, or uh, talk about anything before we leave? Uh, feel free. The time is yours. Adom? 
Nothing here. Uh, I just want to add one thing about the episode. So, you know, I think this is the first Disney Plus show where they've not aired it. Like, you know, it comes online for everybody at like, you know, three o'clock in the morning or whatever. If you're on the East Coast, it's like 9 p.m. And when I started it, my Disney Plus was spinning and I was like, oh, God, not not now. I have to be able to watch this. And so I just want to shout out the fact that, like, there's something to be said about the fact that, like, there's a collective audience made to watch this at the same time every week. Yeah, it's and it. You know, with streaming, we're used to like you know, like when House of Cards started and every, all the all ten episodes would ever up at once. But this is like okay, Tuesdays at nine Eastern, I have to be in front of my TV to watch this, or else you know, something could be spoiled, or I might miss it. So I think that is that's powerful, and the fact that it's a Star Wars show, I think with the character development, Ahsoka is the best Star Wars character that's ever been created, given the development that she's had. So it's it's just amazing. It's a great time to be a fan. Rosie, what about you? Anything else? Indeed, it's a great time to be a fan. So, and just grateful that you're having us back uh, to talk about this incredible, incredible show. Awesome. I love you guys. I love you guys too. I love that we're on this journey together. This is so fun. We're a little family. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, next episode is going to be a little rough because I will be in Arizona. So hopefully I will have decent Wi-Fi. If not, I will call through my phone. Uh, But we'll try to get that one done too. Uh, And then I think after that is the finale, I believe. Correct? Is it seven episodes oh, or eight? I think only. I think there's only. I think. I think there's eight. I think okay. Yeah. Eight there's or one nine more. Okay. 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 Fair. Fair. All right. So we have one more. Good. All right. So the next one is the only one that's going to be a little rough. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, that's all I have. Thank you everybody for joining us. And until next time, guys. Salam, nerds. Peace. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Boop. Have a good night.